When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You listen to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? So yeah, like, talk Tom about walks yourself. on the B. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of the Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. A little bit of a seed I'm going to plant is if Gordon Hayward looks like the way he looks in the preseason, in the regular season, we're going to have a problem. All right. Another episode of the College Street Podcast. Joseph Pavone here. Sean Dutra. Joel Pavone. I mean, this is your favorite Southern podcast. And uh, we got a really good episode for you. We got plenty of reaction from Damn the first good episode. three preseason games. On the Boston Celtics, we'll see what Sean and Joel think because I personally don't think the the the, the sky's gonna fall here. But they're more on the Brad Stevens side, Study. right, guys? You guys are more on the Brad Stevens side. I'm a little bit not on the impressed. Brad Stevens side. I I enjoyed what Brad Stevens said. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I'm not like loved it. Concerned about this team, especially heading into the regular season. Joel, where are you at? Uh, I'm you know I'm not concerned, but I would like to see some good basketball at some point. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty ugly. No, I, yeah. I, I mean, I agree with. We'll that. get right into it. I mean, what, what did Brad Stevens say? You got the quote? Yes, he said that uh, this team sucks. No, he didn't <laughs> say that. He said uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the most unimpressed three preseason games that he could he could ever see. So this is this is Brad Stevens. That's um, the most throwing. Uh, just, he's par- just he's paraphrasing me. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm just, paraphrasing just. He also didn't say his team sucks. Lassoing say. in the squad, man. Like he probably let him play. Like yeah, you guys are awesome. All through pre training camp. Oh, you think you got it? You got it. Yeah, let's go. Preseason comes, they suck. He goes. You guys gonna listen to me now? You know what I mean? That, I, I'm the coach of this team. I'm the one that's gonna get you anywhere. The whole reason why the squad is here is because of me. You know what? I, that, I, that's I, what he's like, thinking in his mind. I don't think that's verbatim, but I think for <laughs> to, to a certain extent, that's what he said. Because we gotta remember, guys, this is the same coach that when the Celtics went on to the what was it 16, 17 game winning streak after dropping the first two games of the regular season, he was like, "This is probably." Not where we should be. Like, but that's we what I'm don't saying. deserve to be on this winning streak. He's We're like, not that good. He's telling his team, I will bench Kyrie. He has a way. Well, he it, has a way to make them feel like whatever they're doing, whatever success they're having, it doesn't mean 
shit. But, but exactly. Yet. But, you know what I mean? But, like, you know what? That's it. it. That's exactly my point. Because throughout that stretch, throughout that winning streak, he was pretty much telling his guys, like, A, we should not be on this winning streak. We're right. lucky. Right. Without flat out saying it, we're lucky to be on this winning streak. And B, this season is we still got a long way to go exactly. before none we're of, at where we're None of those games be. were blow games. But I think Brad was loving the preseason, you know, L's and shitty play because he's like on the 40, all the, the hype. Point shots? All the hype. And you know, you think you can just go out there and play and your talent will win you games. No, you need to commit to the system. Commit to the Brad Stevens system and then you'll see the then you'll see what we saw last year. Right. You know what I mean? Like Especially then you'll see what, what Tatum the Tatum of last year. Right. And the 16 game winning streak and all that stuff. Especially well, think, the, what, he, what they what they did on the defensive end. That's always been the bread and butter of Brad Stevens' system. The, the the defense. Well, I also think that a year ago, no one thought this team was a championship contending team. They thought they'd do pretty well, mm. better than the year before. But this time around, because it's you know Game Seven, obviously of the Eastern Conference Finals, without uh, Haywood and, and and Irving, now that their two are back, LeBron's obviously in the West. You don't want to get their heads all gassed, thinking that oh we're the we're the end all be all of the Eastern right. Conference. Exactly, exactly. Because I think there there is something to be said for that because. I think, you know, you look at the the super teams that have been around, other than Golden State, which that was sort of a organic super team before yeah, Durant, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, like when, went through the draft, I guess. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when the Heat were formed and every, everyone... And Celtics, Celtics were formed. Ago, yeah, yeah there, was, there was growing pain. A little yeah. bit of growing pains, right? So I think Brad is like, yeah, this is great. I hope you lose all all games in a preseason so I can shit all over you and then make sure that you guys are ready to go for the regular season. But I I will say, yeah, I'm I'm I wouldn't be surprised at a slow start. Like a 3 and 3 and 2 start to the season. And then everyone's sort of like, "Whoa, is this a 500 team? What's going on?" You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I could I could ima- I I could see that happening, which I think would be a good thing for the Celtics. Like well, a good thing. There's only two games at home for the month of October, and I know it's only two weeks of October, but that road trip. There's a ten. Oh, game, month. There's is almost a two week stretch. Oh, what are we looking ahead? A road trip. Yeah, I know. What a the hell? Trip. Hey, I didn't mention any teams. I didn't mention any teams, John. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll get we'll, we'll get that in. Um, <laughs> there's that two week stretch of being on the road. Boom! Right at the beginning of the season, and that's going to be a big test because obviously heading on the road. A team that hasn't completely figured out their identity at this point. I mean, that's a challenging task for any team, let alone a team with so much high expectations heading into the regular season. Well, that's a narrative nationally, right? How can Brad Stevens manage these quote-unquote egos? How is he going to divvy up these minutes that everybody's happy? Like you said, the first two weeks of the season, month or so, is going to be like the test. Larry Bird ain't walking through those doors, folks. Okay, but Robert, Robert Parrish either. Nah. No. Kevin McHale? <laughs> no. Maybe to announce a game, but I don't know if he's going to play. <laughs> That's about Shut it. Up. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. We got Dan Greenberg from the Barstool Sports, from Barstool Sports, not the Barstool Sports. Greeny. Greeny's going to join us in a couple of minutes, but first things first, we got got some housekeeping to take care of, right? No, fellas? not housekeeping. This is this is major. Major news to announce. Major news. You know what? You listeners have been following us for quite some time now, devout fans to the podcast. <laughs> some, some, some day no. one fans. It's about time we reward you. With a great opportunity. It's been so long. But first things first, let's get into one announcement. We have a couple, all right? First of all, season opener at TD Garden, live broadcast going down at the Harp. It's booked. It's official. Causeway Street will go live yeah. two hours before going live, tip people. off. The game's at eight. Join us at the Harp. 
and you're going to want to join us because you're going to have an opportunity to actually go to the game. We're giving away a pair of tickets. What? To the home opener at TD Garden. Celtics versus the Sixers. If you want to be in the house and you don't have tickets yet, here is your chance to win. And and how much you got to pay for these tickets? Zero bucks. Freedollars.com. Free Free 99. Boom, shakalaka. And they're free. The best part, or the second best part, I should say, is you get to meet us. All right? You get to, yes. You get to meet us at the harp. You claim your tickets, kick it with us for a little bit. We'll even give you some time on the mic if you want to, of course. I'll if give you, you want to chill with us, you can have a, a beer or two with us and, and, and chill before you go to the garden. shots. Right across the street. Don't hang out with Sean too long because you'll be- uh, Blackout. Yeah, pretty much before the game even starts. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what happens. Hell yeah. Spending too much time with Sean before a game. You... Never ends well. Ask him about his 70-point book game. i down that road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best example buckets of beers yeah. 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 Nah. if you ever meet a guy named Tim Tunis ask him how that game was when, so he, saw, when he saw Booker drop 70 points a resident Suns fan yeah that's right That's yeah, right. but listen closely here's, here's how you can win alright first you have to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to Causeway Street this excludes YouTube doesn't account alright subscribe to our podcast take a screenshot to prove that you subscribe to us and then you send the image on Twitter tweet it out to us and you are automatically entered. Your name at is Causeway Street. Street. Entered to the contest at Causeway Street. Send us the picture. You are automatically entered. And we will go live on October 14th and announce the winner live on Twitter, live on Facebook. Just days before the tip-off. Days before tip-off. You're a winner. Come down to the Harp. Claim your tickets. And you're going to the game. Simple as that. Right across the street from you gotta TV have a, Garden. You got to have a drink with us, too. The October lunches, 16th, lunches. you will be claiming your tickets right across the street from TD Garden. This is a mind-blowing contest because you don't have to do shit except subscribe. And listen. Listen. And then tweet at us. Man, I may do that shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 Sean. Don't you're, break this. You're, right? not, don't, don't, you're not allowed to answer, bro. Yeah, yeah. Don't Come on. Put your burner account into Come the on. mix here, all right? Come what about B-Ball Junkie? Well, B-ball I mean, if B-Ball Junkie's listening. <laughs> if they want to. <laughs> nah. Sure. He's, he's a big what fan. Made, what made you think of that? I guess. If they want to join, yeah. <laughs> okay. By all means. But yes, it is that simple. But it is. Right. It's free tickets, opening night. You can't get them easier. Fuck trying to call into Sports Hub all day when they're going to be backed up. They give seven t- pairs of tickets away. Oh, I can't get through. Guess what? You can get through here. Yeah, you there's no, there's no whole time on Twitter. Yeah. Come on. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to wherever us. you listen to podcasts, except YouTube, and just tweet at us. Exactly, send follow us, us, see the video, and then you're good. The picture of the screenshot, and just like that, your name is automatically entered, and we'll do it live. We'll read all the names going into a what we got that that bin. You still got that bin laying around? Yo, well, I think I'm I think I'm gonna have my my f- six month old son. Just have reach into the name. The name. I think we're gonna do that. Go. Jordan's Jordan's picking a name, bro. We'll, we'll mix it up. We'll have Jordan pick it pick out if the winner a, if he's awake, and we'll uh, we'll announce the winner live, just like that. One more time. What should they do before they you're able to enter in this contest? So you subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to Causeway Street. This excludes YouTube. All right, I don't want to see no screenshots of a Ain't no YouTube a YouTube episode. All right, no. You subscribe to anywhere that you listen to our podcast. Anywhere you listen to Causeway Street podcast. Take a screenshot of it. And then you send that image to us. You tweet at us at Causeway Street on Twitter, and your name is automatically entered. We got tickets, baby. Just and like the win will be announced when October fourteenth. So this will be two days before right before the, game. the Pats kickoff on October fourteenth. They Boom. play the Chiefs on eight twenty. I think we're planning on doing this right around seven thirty ish. We'll be we'll, yep. we'll be live on all over social media. And right if you and Sunday if you win, football. and if you're like, oh, I'm going to be at the game, and I'm not going to be. Don't worry, we're going to DM you. We're going to get this shit. 
If you w- just do the due diligence before, we'll take care of the rest. now you cannot do this on October 14th. It has to be, it, we, we stop accepting entries on October 13th at 11.59.59. <laughs> or, or midnight, yeah. 11.59, no, if it's midnight. If your no. phone says October 14th, you're already eliminated. You're already out. <laughs> you are not, already out. And this is Eastern Standard Time, right? East, EST. <laughs> EST. Oh, yeah. We On October 14th. Yeah. We'll announce when the, when the, when the drawing is closed. No, we'll, I, reminders no, out, we'll right? just, when we announce it, we announce it on October 14th. So if you're doing the right thing, I would do it before October 14th. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we do it at midnight on just October 14th. Guys, Maybe guys, we do it before, up before guys, the 14th. There's rules for a reason. Come on. Stick with the rules. They know rules. All right. So yeah. okay. just like that. All right. Causeway Street listeners getting some rewards before the upcoming regular season. We've come a long way. Yes, we have. We have. All right, let's get to our guest of the podcast. He's Dan Greenberg of Barstool Sports. You can find him on Twitter at Stool Greeny, motherfucking Greeny, on the Causeway Street podcast. What's up, man? How's it going? I'm doing well, guys. How you doing? What's happening? Oh, well, you know, stop giving me a mild heart attack. Whatever other than that, things are good. Yeah, <laughs> see, Greedy's one of the few analysts out there that are really giving the Celtics a hard time here, you know, uh, pretty much echoing him and how, Stevens, how right? Brad Stevens felt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brad Stevens was, isn't too happy, but not just against Cleveland, not, not that game, but the entire uh, preseason altogether. I mean, unimpressed, unimpressed. Unimpressed is the way he put it. Uh, the most unimpressed that he could possibly be in three preseason games. So I guess it, it runs pretty deep. Uh, I'm going to let you have the floor here, Greeny, and, you know, step aside here. So, so tell me what, what's, uh, What's worrying you the most about what's go- what you saw, especially against the Cavs? I mean, we all know that Brad Stevens is not appreciating the defense much, but w- what else did you have to say about it? Because I'm looking at your article, and yeah, you're pretty fired up about this. Yeah, but I think that it's very important that you make a clear distinction. I'm not worried in the slightest when it comes to how they're looking regular season, are they really as good as what we think they are. Like What we've seen through the first three games, I'm not worried about it. But I just think they've played like dicks, and I think it's okay to be mad that they've come out and played really poor basketball. So I just want to make it clear, like, I saw a lot of people say, oh, Greeny, it's preseason, who cares? I mean, I care. I get upset when they look like shit in the summer league, let alone the preseason. I wouldn't say I'm panicked, but everything that we weren't expecting in terms of the you know, the sloppiness on defense, the inability to hit a jump shot. Like, for me, I don't really care that it's preseason. Like, I expect these dudes to be able to knock down an open shot when it's there for them, and they haven't done it. So I'm more just angry that they look so bad as opposed to, you know, I'm not freaking out in terms of their regular season and postseason success. And I think that's pretty fair because they've looked so horrific. <laughs> so, so seeing what we saw so far through the first three games of the preseason, I know you said you're not worried about the 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 long term season, but does this give you um, a little bit of I don't know a, a little bit of hesitation to say they're going to come out of the shoot firing on all cylinders, or do you think a slow start could be in this team's future? Well, it's tough to say because I think you know once, for example, right when they tip off against Philadelphia in the Garden in like two weeks, I think they're going to be so jacked up that we're not even going to be able to say well. They look like crap during the preseason, so they may not be ready to play. So I don't know if you can say, based on how they look, if they've been ready, if they're going to be ready or have a slow start. But I will say, I think it's good that they've sort of looked so bad now, so that they don't really believe their own hype. 
read their own press. I think they'll be a little bit more mentally focused just because they've struggled. But then again, you know, last year they were 4-0. They dropped the first two after losing Gordon Hayward and then won 16 in a row. So it's tough to say, but I just think I'm, if they were going to go through struggles, I'm glad it's happening now because, again, these games don't matter. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with Brad Stevens especially is just the the defensive concerns, you know. And then you look at a team like the Cavaliers. I mean, there were parts of that game where you thought to yourself, I mean, like, the, okay, you're down by 20, down by 25. But you look at these open looks that the Celtics were getting. You're, you're, you're seeing them not execute properly. You're seeing them get uh, give away easy plays. I, I think that's what's driving Stevens crazy. I don't think it is the final score per se, but I think it's just the the, the, the amount of effort that he's not seeing from his guys. And then you saw him just pretty much take out those starters and just say, look, all right, second half, it's all up to you guys. We saw some bright spots for someone like Marcus Smart. He went off a bit offensively, but that was pretty much it. No one really got it going offensively. And of course, the Cavaliers, you know, went away with the win. But of course, it's not even about the win at this point. It's just about the eye test and seeing the effort level. See, I, I, I enjoy that they're sucking right now because you know why? This is giving, it's just sort of like Brad Stevens is like, hold on, everybody. Like, I know we got Hayward back. I know we got this bench mob, everything. But at the end of the day, this is Brad Stevens' team. It's going to go the way Brad Stevens is going to do it. So he is instantly, like, eliminating the egos, getting control over the right. team right off the bat and says, you guys suck right now, pretty much. So I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I'm actually enjoying this. And I don't know. Right. And I, I sort of put it in, uh, in a blog after they lost to Charlotte. You know, now he can play that Belichick card of, like, you all aren't as good as you think you are. Right. So it's sort of like a... What I saw last night was kind of what we saw in, like, the early Isaiah years where they couldn't make a shot, their body language sucked, and it sort of infected their defense, which was the exact opposite of what we saw last year where no matter what happened, they were always grinding on D, they were always playing with that high energy. So, if anything, that's the the quote-unquote concerning part is I feel like you could see that they were pressing once they weren't hitting their shots, and then that led to lazy transition defense. You had Teddy going coast to coast. And just things that, you know, if we want to be as good as we want, we can't have happen. And I think that's what Brad is going to be talking about. My question is about uh, Gordon Hayward. How do you think he's looked so far? I know he's, he's a little bit slow out the gate, but do you think it's a good thing or he's going to need more time? Does he need to play more with the bench to kind of be like a leader out there? What do you think so far? I mean, obviously, you would like his his shots to be falling, but I've actually been pleasantly surprised. I mean, for me, the biggest hurdles for him were, you know, once he gets back onto the court, is he going to trust his ankle? Like, for me, like, the basketball stuff, that's going to come with minutes and getting into basketball shape. For me, I wanted to see what are his mental roadblocks, and I think the second we saw him go up for that trailing block, land on his left ankle, hit the floor, and pop right back up, you know, that's about as good as you could want. So I don't really have any problems. With, I wouldn't move him with the bench unit or anything like that. I think, you know, having him feel comfortable and figuring out how these guys are going to play with them on the starters is, is really important. But, you know, everything basketball-wise, I'm throwing out the window. For me, it's just, you know, is he healthy? Is he trusting his ankle? And obviously, you know, I'd like to see him made a jumper here and there. Okay, to kind of piggyback off that, do you think – the reason why Brad is not going to play uh, Kyrie in the last preseason game is because he doesn't want his team to get a big head right now. And he's just like, all right, it's not all about just Kyrie or Gordon. Like, it's a, it's about the team. Do you think that plays a part 
or he's just trying um, to bring him in slowly? For me, I think, yeah, for me, I think it's more, you know, he saw that Kyrie is ready to go. Um, so I just think any opportunity that Brad has to buy these guys rest, I mean, there's no need for him. I think we saw enough after that second game against Charlotte where, like, he's ready to go. So, for me, let's get smart, incorporated more. Let's get Terry, you know, back into the flow of things. Um, but for me, I don't think that, like, he's saying, okay, we got to manage the egos, so let's not play Kyrie. I just think if it's unnecessary minutes, why even play him? You know, Dan, after all the talk about being the best bench in the league from, you know, Marcus Morris and Marcus Smart, I mean, those seem like, those two seem like the only guys that are really backing it up at this point. You know, what's good with BWA? I mean, That's will we Stevens reach deeper into his bench and, and create more opportunities for the younger guys? Like, I get it. It is the preseason. But we've seen the majority of the minutes go to the bench guys. And they just haven't really, you know, stepped up besides, again, the two Marcuses. You know, Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris. Well, I think it all depends, right? Like, when Terry had his first two games off the bench, I thought he was just as effective. You know, his efficiency was there. He was. He wasn't forcing things. You know, I thought Baines has been fantastic this entire preseason for what he's going to need to do. For me, the only guys that I would think would be main bench rotation players that have struggled are Tyson and Semi. And I think Tyson should give the benefit of the doubt because he's coming back from his knee injury. But the real shocker has to be Ojale just because, you know, his shot looks so good in Vegas. You know, he was making almost three threes a night. He was shooting 42% from deep. And you watch him now, and he's, he's not shooting. He's throwing the ball, and he's thinking about it before he even shoots it. Right. No, I've noticed that, too. But you know what? You brought an interesting point up in your article about Yabuselli. I'm going to let you explain it yourself, but um, he looked pretty good defensively. Yeah, man. He's looked great. And I think people need to understand that it's not a stick, right? Like, when, I'm, when I watch Yabu play, my expectations are he rebounds, he defends, he knows where to be. If you look at what he's done so far this preseason, he's checked all those boxes. The only thing we haven't gotten is a three. And obviously, we know he can do that. So, I mean, everyone always says, well, you know, the minutes are going to go to Tice. Well, let's not sleep on Yabu because he's got that big physical body where he can guard, you know, maybe a three through five. He can help stretch the floor. He knows where to be. I've been impressed with it, but... You know, I'm a Yahoo hunk, so maybe it's a little bit biased. <laughs> Greeny wants to see that dab. Greeny dab, yeah. Right? <laughs> he wants to right see that dab. He does it simultaneously. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Causeway Street listeners? Uh, we'll get right back to uh, Greeny in a second, but I want to take this time to talk to you about Calm Bomb. The Calm Bomb is a high-quality CBD with ingredients that allow your pores to open for maximum CBD absorption. Now... Calm Bomb is 100% vegan, organic, cruelty-free bath bombs made in Boston. That's right, with premium ingredients. The bath bombs featured at Calm Bomb allow you to take care of yourself while supporting others through self-care is often seen as a luxury that benefits best for you. But in this case, you're also helping others. $5 of each box goes directly to families in need. And right now, if you head over to buybombshelpmoms.com, you can really help out a lot of families. $5 of each box goes directly to charity. Calm Bomb is now searching for crowdfunding partners. The donations are inexpensive and the rewards are long lasting. And for a limited time, listeners of the Causey Street Podcast can get Calm Bomb at a huge discount. Again, head over to buybombshelpmoms.com. That's buybombshelpmoms.com. Get yourself signed up and get yourself a bath bomb. Trust me. 
They're great. All right, let's get back to Greeny. So speaking of the young guys, I I gave up on this guy after he was late and couldn't get to the draft or whatever he missed, all those preseason things. Yeah, Could, that, that's how, that's get how a, short of a leash Sean has on, on No, no, day. yeah, hey, I, I, <laughs> bro, bro, I had a dissertation in, on that he, shit. Across the street from the practice facility. Don't, what don't, else do you want uh, from him, okay. bro? Okay, he better not be fucking late. I'm just sure. saying. And he avoided the Patriots draft okay. on Sunday. Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Walking across the street, I don't even know how that's a possibility. Uh, either way, Robert Williams has looked good. We missed him in the summer league. Obviously, for probably some disciplinary reasons. But Robert Williams, does he have a chance? I mean, I, when, when he was drafted, I loved the pick. Lost faith in him very quickly. But he's looked pretty good in the, in the minutes that he's had. And is he someone that will... I mean, obviously, we're going to assume that he'll be on the bench for most games, maybe as a 12th player on, on, the, on the squad. Roster, but yeah. yeah, but is he someone that's going to be fighting for minutes from Tice, from Baines? Um, this season, do you think he's going to be a contributor? Well, I think it's important to remember to stay patient. I mean, this kid is so raw and so just pure athleticism. For me, I think he's going to get that Yahoo treatment early where, you know, he spends the majority of his time in Maine just to stay fresh. And then barring injury, I mean, they're only going to ask him to protect the rim, to rebound and play defense. So, you know, Brad will tell you if you can do, if you can defend first, He'll play you. So, you know, I think they're deep enough with experienced bigs where they don't have to rush it. So if he only plays, you know, 15, 20 games this year and, you know, is a, is a spot player and a blowout, I'm okay with it just because he is so important to the future if he really turns out to be legit that I'm perfectly fine. You know, you don't want to get these guys playing too early and then they struggle and you ruin them. He doesn't have to be rushed into it. Now, if he balls out and plays in practice and earns that spot, I'll be happy with it. But for me, anything he gives you is gravy because they don't need him right away. I just see him as a rim protector. He just I, I just watch him defensive end, and he just like looks like he's stalking the ball for anyone coming in the lane. Like, I love that. I haven't seen that in a Celtics uniform. Probably since, probably since, well, I mean, not Kevin Durant. I'll just say, I'll, I'll just say like, Tony Batiste, man. Like, seriously. <laughs> okay, I, was, right. I don't want to go. But I'm saying shop blocker, right? When was the last time we had a legitimate shop blocker? Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, that's why they got him. So yeah. I, think, I think it's, uh, I would say the last time we had someone like him was like those 10 games we had Sean Williams out of BC before he, you know, smoked all that weed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, was right, good, yeah he was a pretty good He was a pretty good oh, shop yeah, blocker, but. Too, man. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like maybe Steamsma, Steamsma something like that. Oh, get the yeah. get the fuck out of here with Steamsma. Yeah, like five blocks in one game, bro. One game. He had a he had a he had All right, a Tommy. stretch. All right, Tommy. Yo, Tommy called him what? They're like the next Bill Russell yes. or something? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I yeah, almost just called Robert Williams the next Kevin Garnett on accident though. So I mean yeah, I guess I, saw I guess how you can see I guess I can see how that would happen. Appreciate them, bro. That's yeah, what you got. So. All right, Dan. ESPN's Stephen A. Smith says that Anthony Davis wants out of New Orleans. According to him, he's the one with the uh, with the inside scoop here. He says that Sources. he envisions the Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Shocker, because they just you know they don't have enough talent over there. Um, chasing <laughs> after um, Anthony Davis. If you're Danny Ainge, yeah, I think you know where I'm going with this. I mean, this is the words that a bunch of Celtics fans have been dying to hear for years now. If you're Danny Ainge, what are you willing to part ways with in order to make this trade work? Do you keep this team intact? I mean, obviously, I'm talking from like a realistic factor here. Like, what will it take to get Anthony Davis? Are you willing to give up whatever it's going to take? Or do you think the Southerners are better off just keeping the team intact and, and seeing where the next couple of years take them? 
Yeah, so I've blogged this a few times. I mean, maybe I'm in the minority, but for what it's going to cost, because you got to think, if you're in New Orleans, you don't have to trade him anytime soon, right? Like, he has, I think, two more years after this, and then, uh, and then mm. a player option. So the fact yeah. that we're even talking about, like, trading Anthony Davis is kind of crazy because even if they know that he wants out, they don't have to do anything right now. So if I'm them, I'm asking for everything under the moon. I'm asking for both Tatum and Jalen. I'm asking for the Sacramento pick. And then you need to figure out how to make the money match. So you're probably going to have to include Smart. So for me, it's just, you know, Anthony Davis, I think, makes 20-something million a year. It's just not worth it to make the money match when you could just wait it out. He'll hit the market when he's 27. And then by that time, you know, Horford's money will be off your books. You can just pay the dude. So for me, I say don't even risk it. Don't blow off your team because then you're just the Pelicans of the East Coast, right? Like, great. You have Anthony Davis and maybe one more person, but you've gotten rid of your future. And I think the same thing for Golden State. Have the cap space to trade for Anthony Davis or to sign him outright. So I know Stephen A. Smith said that, but when you look at their roster and you look at their available salaries, unless they're going to trade, you know, Kevin Durant for them, they literally can't make it happen. Yeah, I mean, the only person that comes to mind is Clay Thompson. I, I just don't think that's enough. I mean, if you're in New Orleans, you're like, I'm not just going to trade away our Boogie. future for for Clay Thompson and then take Boogie back. I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Contract wise, that doesn't even match because he's only making five million yeah. this year. And the thing about the Celtics is, there's no way a trade goes down without Tatum. So I'm I'm, I'm with you. You might as well just wait it out. Just, wait till it. he becomes a free agent because you just don't have enough chips to to make them say yes at this point. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's at, too at early the, at this point, the Davis rumors has been have been swirling for. Probably like four years now. You didn't pull the trigger four years ago. Like just now, at this point, just just wait. It, right. It well, makes it's, sense. It's, I think it's, it's gonna be like that. It's gonna be like that all season because I also read about reports of of the Lakers trying to Fine. trade for him as well. Fine. Because of this dude, uh, Davis signing with what's the name? Clutch oh, Sports. Clutch, Clutch yeah. Sports. Yeah, yeah. So he signed. He signed with uh, LeBron James's uh, agency. Yeah. So yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna hear rumors about that. Right, but the problem with the Lakers are, you know, their whole roster is you know, low money, expiring deals. Mm -hmm. So if you're in New Orleans, like, who do you want from that team? Like, okay, Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma, I think make like $10 million combined. So you're not even close. $17 million short. And and there's no way you take that deal. (laughs) No way. Right. So so the Lakers are definitely a player if he hits the open market in two to three years. But the problem is, is like anybody that – could be a potential trade partner, isn't going to give up the combination of young talent. Like, great. And if New Orleans says, we'll take, you know, Jalen Brown and Al Horford, like, maybe it's a different discussion. But they're not going to do that. So it's like, for all these teams that are being listed as a trade partner, they just don't have the salaries to match what Davis makes. Exactly, exactly. You have to get that third team involved. They just don't have the contract. And, yeah, I think that would be in, in a hypothetical situation if we're talking, you know, the, the salaries don't necessarily matter. I think that's the best the Celtics could really do, at least that I would like to see them do. Rozier, no. Jalen Brown, and and the pick. I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm not putting Tatum on the, on the table. Al Horford wouldn't get it done. I mean, that's pretty much where they're at right now. I mean, realistically, the Celtics are probably the only team that they would want to trade with because of the... The young assets that are right. pro- that are proven assets that can play right now. Yeah. So I don't know. That's tough. The Warriors, like right. you, like you like you mentioned, <laughs> unless they want to trade Durant, Philly, and, and I don't know. Well, maybe Philly, but 
Yeah. I mean, I mean same those are the two suitors, So the same suitors that were in the Kawhi sweepstakes will probably be brought up in the in the Davis sweepstakes. I mean, or the LeBron trade, whatever it's going to be. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think he's moving. Right, right, but remember, the only reason the Kawhi trade happened was because there was a guy like DeRozan that had that right mix of talent and contracts mm. that you could match it up. You know, there's a reason why you know he didn't get traded to you know Philly or Boston or anything like that. Because you have to give up multiple young pieces to match that same money. Whereas, you know, the Kawhi DeRozan deals are somewhat similar, so it's much easier to package that together. Real quick, where's uh, Jimmy Butler going, in your opinion? Uh, I think Miami. Okay, okay. They need like three teams to make that happen, right? Dragic going to Minnesota? Yo, he's definitely part of that team. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, question. So, so I think all those have like 18 million. Um, I think they have contract, like, because I look at what Minnesota needs, right? They want to get out of Teague's contract. So you got two point guards in Dragic and Tyler Johnson that makes decent money. You know, you could throw in Whiteside if they want to get out of his deal. When Pat Riley sets his sights on someone in, in the trade market, I feel like, you know, the other guys and the other offers out there aren't as appealing. And I just, I just have this feeling that. Riley's waiting in the wings. All right. He is Dan Greenberg from Barstool Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Stool Greeny. I just did. I just Dan, followed him. Man, I could talk. Oh, we could talk NBA for hours, man. So I, I appreciate you stopping by, man. I, I will, uh, we'll let you go at this point. We're, we're like, what, 20 minutes over now? I appreciate it, though. Oh, anytime, guys. Anytime. Southwest win the championship? Oh, man. Wow. Uh, Still there, huh? Yeah, yeah in five. <laughs> Jesus. Southwest five. Southern five. I like it. <laughs> Southern five. All right. All right. You're here All right. We're talking. We're going to talk to you in June, baby. Right. <laughs> Later, man. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Later. Man, sounds like Dutra. Almost a sweep. Yeah. Almost a sweep. Almost. He gave, Except he gave for the Dutra's Warriors got the Warriors one. this time. Yeah, he gave the Warriors that one game. That one game. I didn't. He didn't. What? <laughs> he said Southern's in five. Yeah. So it's something that you would say, but you're not going for the Southern's this year. Not you're saying the, the Warriors are going to win it. Right. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, to to go back to the Anthony Davis conversation, like as much as I would love to see Anthony Davis on this team, regardless if it means giving up Jalen Brown, giving up Rozier, whatever it takes, I just don't think New Orleans is that desperate right now. I mean, they don't. What's the rush? That's not happening. What's the rush? No. If he I, was I gonna think be, that, I, think, I think that trade is just a nice, sexy headline for you. Well, no, my point is, if he was gonna be a free agent come 2019. Okay, now we're talking. Yeah, we're talking trade deadline. We're talking about teams. in a month or two, you can try to get a third team involved. Yeah, Whatever, Danny, the- Danny's got plenty of tricks to figure it out. But because he has two years left on his deal, this thing is going to, they're going to milk this for as long as they can. Yeah. That and, the, and that and him signing the clutch force. I think the clutch force thing is yeah. huge. That's what's I, I, well, I think, I think LeBron going to LA is huge. It's and another, then it's another narrative. There's always been the Anthony Davis to LA rumors that have been out there. I mean, he has, it hasn't been like a, like, no, I'm never going to LA. Like, he's, yeah, been but they talking can't, about that they can't swing that deal anytime soon. Yeah. So. But here's the thing is like, they have, they, they, they have they, to wait. They're in the same boat as what we talked about with the Celtics. They have to wait until he's a free agent. Yeah. But I, I don't think, th- I don't, I don't think that. I think that they could probably, if they, if they swapped, you know, Maybe maybe Kuzma or something for some type of like Greeny was saying like a DeRozan type player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you yeah, know. but those are the type of players that they want to put next to LeBron James because they don't have that guy. Like that's the but thing with these, you like, would trade them. They don't for, have that number two right now. You would you know? trade Kevin Love for Anthony Davis. You know what I mean? Like you would trade. He played for the Cavs though. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying the Kevin Love type player, the the that's Dwayne Wade, the the uh, that's Miami, right? No, he's not on the Lakers, Sean. <sighs> You're killing me.
<laughs> I know what you're saying. I know what you're you know saying. what I'm saying yeah, though. Like yeah. the the <laughs> he plays with the Cavs though. <laughs> He's still on Cleveland. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Fuck it. Take now, it. Take it away. Now, take now, it away, Joel. Now if Minnesota wanted to do <laughs> some shit like that, <laughs> Sean's like, "Fuck you guys." If Minnesota wanted to do that, you know, maybe they maybe they trade Jimmy Butler. That's a different story. But that's yeah. a scary team, though. Yeah, that would be scary. Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, Anthony Davis on the same team. No, man, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Minnesota. No. Again, bada bing, bada again boom. LeBron plays for the Lakers. We're talking about Minnesota. Yo, I need to read a fucking score sheet or Jesus, some shit, man. man. What's going on with you, guy? Catch hey, up, John. Catch up, man. That's what you're going to tell me is DeMarcus is on season. the Warriors or some shit. <laughs> no, that would be crazy. That would be insane. I mean, you got less than two weeks to catch up, so we're good. And in other words, we're not fucking doing look ahead. Yo, shut so. the fuck up. No, we're, not, we're not looking ahead. Yo, right seriously? There's you know one what? fucking preseason game. There was a part in that interview where I was like, yo, if Sway just looked ahead, he would have understood that it was not in fucking Cleveland. <laughs> it was in Boston because I would have told him that <laughs> on the a, podcast. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, yo, <laughs> I thought we were going to do it on Tuesday. No, you should have fucking known. Greeny is like, what are you, stupid? It was fucking, they're playing at home. Yo, I looked ahead, obviously. <laughs> all right, first of all, fucking sweat. our listeners didn't hear that part of the conversation. <laughs> that took place before the interview, so let's, let me catch them up real quick. Originally, oh, we were going to record sway. We We're going to record our interview or this episode the same night as the Celtics game, right after. And then I realized, okay, they're at home, so I got to be at the garden, so we can't record that night. And now Sean's trying to clown me because I, oh, I would have known if you guys would remember last episode. When I, I would have known that they were thing, at home. No, this whole thing, but not not a way that was going on right now. No, no, yeah, this exactly. All, this whole issue started because you thought the game was actually going to be a good game, right, for the Celtics. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck the preseason, by the way. I'm glad we didn't let him fucking look ahead to that shit. Fuck the preseason. Let who look ahead? Us and our listeners. Let yourself <laughs> look ahead, even though I did. <laughs> And in case you missed it. Speaking of in case you missed it. You threw it right in there. Huh? I did. Yeah. Good segue. So there's there's really nothing good about the preseason, huh? No, the preseason sucks. Mm. And, but you know, the only thing about, the only thing about, so I will say, I'll say two things from the preseason so far. Two things. Gordon Hayward looks like a shell of himself, which is to which be is expected. Normal. Yeah, it's normal. It's to be expected. But, but I will jump, say though. this. At least he can jump. I don't care. <laughs> At least, I will say this. Like, how long of a leash do we give this guy? I think we answered February. that. I think we answered that last episode. Yeah. You're saying you said no, like, I'm a, serious you said like a month. But that was that was that was really up. that was really before we saw like seriously like Gordon Hayward. It all depends being, if they're winning. If hold they're, on, hold on though. No. But how did you not see this coming? I, I'm just I saw this last week. But I'm just saying. I didn't think that he would look as tentative and has He's and as tentative. Bro. He's going to the rim. He's just taking he's taking shots that's just not going in. I just I just don't and, like the way he's playing. Even though Steven said that he's not on a time restriction, quote unquote, he is on a time right. restriction. Which I get, which I get. And I just I, I just think that there's one there's one thing missing to his game, and that is the ferocity. You know what I mean? Like just he needs he's not he's playing sort of it's a preseason. And I mean, it is the preseason, right? So I'm gonna hold my I'm gonna I'm just saying a little bit of a seed I'm gonna plant. Right, is if Gordon Hayward looks like the way he looks in the preseason, in the regular season, we're gonna have a problem. He's gonna look that way, Sean. right? No, I'm no, no, you. no. He's gonna put up twelve points, thirteen points the first like two weeks of the season. How, what? How many points did he put up in the preseason? Combined, twelve, thirteen. Points That's what I'm saying. Games. I'm saying. Well, he did. Well, you almost fouled out. But this is this is gonna be well, not 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 even that. Can't, this is gonna be different because not, he's gonna play not, more. He's gonna have more minutes. So I'm not talking about the stats right now. I'm just talking about the eye test. The eye test. 
I just don't think I'm he's, just glad that he can run. He can jump. That's, that's just me right now. So that's what I'm saying. No, how long do we let we let that be the case? That's what I mean. Again, when do I'm we gonna, have to say you have to prove yourself? Again, right. again, if the team is losing and he's playing like the way he's playing right now, then yeah, there's going to be a concern. But if they're winning, they're just like, well, as long as the team is winning and he's slowly coming along, yeah, no, I, I don't know. Rush. Well, right, well, I don't know. Me, you still got me, a thirty million dollar contract. Give right me right. best case scenario then. What's the, what's the ceiling for for Hayward's in your eyes? No, I expect Hayward to be back at an all star level by the all star break. And what's the numbers? Post All Star break, no, I I don't even care about the numbers. The numbers are going to be a little bit skewed because he's on a team where you have Kyrie, Al, emerging Tatum. But 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 what I, what I'm saying though is the guy that I'm seeing in the preseason isn't the guy that can take over a game. Even if Hayward isn't averaging the points, the assists, the rebounds that we're expected him to, he still needs to be able to take over a game when when he's on. He needs to have nights that he's on. You know what I mean? And I'm just hoping that it's not like a 8 to 12 points a night type of guy, and that's what we got. You know what I mean? That's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried about. I'm thinking 12 to 14, honestly. Right, and, but and then at the end of the season, that's a big difference between come, 8 to 12. Yeah, that's true. Well, come, come April, if his average is at 14, whatever, I'm not don't talking be surprised. about averages, though. I don't care about the averages for Gordon Hayward this year. I care about the eye test because the averages will be down. Because of the Celtics' talent and because he's coming off the injury. Right. But if there isn't a point in this season where he looks like the Gordon Hayward of old, then I'm very concerned about next season. Well, you and want about that... the 30 million that we have next season. Yeah, but and the role, season after that. Well, you, and the season after you want, that. You want that guy. His role's going to be. You, you want though. that option in the playoffs. I get what you're saying. You, you want to know that he's capable to go off when, Thank he's, you. when, yes. when he's hot. Right now, he looks, he's, he's a shell of himself right now, which, I, which, I, which I'm giving him. But how long does Boston and the media and the first losing streak, how long do we give so him? So you're giving him to All Star break? I, you're I, giving him to All Star break. Because I don't saying, believe you. I don't believe I'm one saying word this. of that. I'm saying this. I, I'm saying before Christmas, you'll be like, what the fuck's up with Hayward? Maybe like, Christmas. That's going to come out of his mouth. Uh, but, 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 uh, but I'll say this. I'll say this. You're going to say that as like long the, the first week of the season. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. I'm going to give you into December. I'm trying to be Soon. as patient. As, I, I'm a Bostonian <laughs> that fucking first, fan. That I, first I, you 15 know degree I, day. You know how I work. When Sean's not in yes. a good mood, he's going to be like, yo, what no. the fuck's up with Hayward? Did you no. see that last game? Yo, he literally missed seven shots no. in a row. Like, the he's moment, not even the moment, trying out there. The moment Hayward has like his first haircut, he's going to be like, yo, dude, I don't know, man. Hayward? Oh, yeah. It's, co- it's cosmetic with Sean. Yeah. He, he looks at the other. That's the eye test for Sean. That's the eye test. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yo, I just... yo, what the fuck, man? Why is he wearing high socks, man? Nah, man. I don't know. I don't know about this guy. Nah, body language. Body language. Where's his body head language? Where's his head at? For, Gordon, head Hayward, at, for Gordon Hayward, it's all about body language. Let me tell you, is? Nah, me tell man, you what comment sort of got me a little scared. Are you upset with the success that the Celtics are having? Uh, yeah. No, no. It was Hayward. It was on the uh, the, the Barstool podcast. Yeah. And, oh, Greeny. And he said, "We talked about this last episode." He said, "Yeah." He said, "Yeah." No, that that sort of bugs me. That bugs me a little bit. I've had a week to think about it, and it bugs me yeah, a little bit because it's like, yeah, is he in? Is he in, or is he just like, I don't know? There's a there's a lot going on with that dude, and there's a lot of question marks. I'm gonna be happy when they're answered, but I'm not saying that they're answered yet. I'm not gonna say because he's on the basketball court. It's like, yeah, we got Hayward back. No, nah, man, I need to see old school Hayward. I need to see Hayward that puts up 40 points against the Celtics. I need to see Utah Hayward. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's always balled out against the Celtics. Always That's balled true. out against the Celtics. So I, I need to see that, and I want to see that by the All-Star break. Like, I'm not going to say he's going to average 20 points a game this year. I'm not saying that. 
but I need him to be a consistent contributor and a guy that's going to be putting up on occasion 30 points. I think you keep a close eye on his efficiency numbers. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to boil down to because you know if a player is efficient when it comes down to it late in the stretch, you know, late in the fourth quarter against the be- best teams in the NBA, those guys will deliver when they need to. Yeah. It's all about efficiency. Yeah. And obviously the outside shots, the open looks, I mean, he's been front rimming it like crazy, which is yeah. it's, it's expected though. It's the first three preseason. I games. blame Scal. He hasn't played he hasn't played this kind of basketball in over a year. Scal so. was making him shoot those jumpers from the chair, bro. I blame him. Don't make me call up Art Rondo. Have him break that down. Art, where you at, Art Rondo? <laughs> Only Worst that hard interview. Causeway Street Worst interview. That. Worst interview in Causeway Street history. Well, I think you should, you know, maybe be shooting from a chair, but maybe not. I don't know. He's probably like our best. Yeah, he's like our, our, he's like our diehard fan right now. Now he's unsubscribing. He's like, "Fuck Celtics tickets, man! I'm unsubscribing." <laughs> he listens every week. <laughs> <laughs> the one week he gets his name gets mentioned, his eyes perk up. What? All right, you, you uh. just said that. And the worst part is, he told all his friends to listen to. Him. They're all diehard fans now, and you just shat on them. Worst interview we've ever had. All right, just got weird in here. All right, let's all right. Uh, let's shift gears a bit. Hey, you brought up our Rondo. I did <laughs> let's not. Let's get to our last segment. You knew that was going to set me up. <laughs> the same way we end every single episode. Our Rondo was basically fucking... At the Causeway Street Podcast. Gordon Hayward's ankle of the Causeway Street Podcast guests. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joel, what did we miss? In case you missed it. 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 J.R. Smith, who got a big-ass Supreme tattoo... On his right calf earlier this summer. Wait, what? What? What does that mean? I'll tell you in a sec. Let me Supreme. Finish. Supreme. It's it's a clothing line. Okay, thank right. you. That's what I needed. Okay, he's a spokesman with them and with Nike. So he thought I'm gonna tattoo this, and it's it's like to do for both sell, the brand. Did they sell Supreme at EB Lens? No. <laughs> what did you just say? EB Lens. <laughs> Eblens. <laughs> Are you know. talking about Eblens? I don't really think it's, I don't think it's Eblens. <laughs> I think it's EB Lens. <laughs> <laughs> who says it like that yo i do it's how you fucking you read just it just said that with so much confidence <laughs> yeah i i drive Evans, by it bro. i drive by it every day it's the biggest eb lens sign in fucking brockton <laughs> right Evans. there Evans, bro. just stealing the jordan logo okay right next to shots <laughs> shout out to brockton so yeah you tattoo is on his right calf eblins really did this earlier in the summer not eblins supreme eb lens <laughs> It sounds like a fucking. It sounds like simple contacts competitors. (laughs) It's like a fucking oil provider. (laughs) EB Lens Oil. Smith has been told by the NBA to cover the ink or risk getting fined every game he doesn't cover it up. Wait, what? Wait, what? Eblins. (laughs) (laughs) Supreme, bro. Supreme. (laughs) Supreme. Wait, because of the Nike thing? No, no. No, no, just the just the fact that it's it's a brand that's it's like self branding. Like, but it's on his it's on, it's the on his skin. It's on his. Yo, thigh. why doesn't Kyrie Kyrie's got a friend's tattoo? All right, that's what I'm trying. Let me let me get to that in a sec. Oh, jeez. All right. Wow. Okay. Okay. The Cavs. Okay, Dad. The Cavs have <laughs> have also enforced this league warning on Jr. about the tattoo. Okay. He posted a picture and a message. What did it say, bro? Hmm. It said Hennessy's life. That's what it said. I would just guess that like 75% of NBA athletes have a brand tattooed on them. So he says, I was informed today that I would be fine every game if I don't cover up my Supreme tattoo on my leg during games. These people in the league offices are something else. 
And he put a uh, middle finger emoji. Bird, huh? Middle finger to the sky. Middle finger to the sky. Flip the bird, huh? He also went on to Flip say that he feels like it, the league is being a bunch of hypocrites because Gortat has a Jordan brand jump logo tattooed on his left. Seen that. I seen that. Carmelo Anthony has a Warner Brothers tattoo. That's right. Yeah. On oh. his shoulder. shoulder, yeah. Even pops though it's, out of his jersey all the time. It's to celebrate, no, quote he, unquote, West no. Baltimore, but it, it also has to do. He did with that the because brand. he wanted to be in the next Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a. He's, that's, he's gonna be one of the monsters. Exactly. Okay. Definitely one of the monsters. <laughs> Sounds like right. that's a fact. Okay. So, and I quote: "They just said it's branding, but I'm the only person with brands on me, so it's more than that. I know that they know what the fuck." God damn it, Jerry. Well, Jerry, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. You're reading it verbatim, though. It's okay. Basically it's okay. illiterate, so yeah. it's okay. Yeah, it's okay, yeah. But right, to give you that pipe. Basically, he's saying that because <laughs> Nadu, Nadu has a paraphrase because Jerry doesn't know how to type. Let's explain what he basically, meant. Basically, Smith is saying, why Smith. is he getting singled out where there's other players in the league who have other brands tattooed on them? Wait, so if it's, it's on his stupid. thigh, though, how is that being it's exposed? It's not his thigh. It's not his thigh. It's, no, it's, right it's called a calf. That's kind of weird. I'm sorry. No. I'm not, I'm not a tat guy, but like, no, it's not I weird. get a tat on my Yo, calf. it's whatever. It's whatever. It, the guy's all tatted up. He's got leg sleeves, arm sleeves. Like, it's whatever. You know what? I have a big problem with that because there are way worse tattoos in the NBA that... that they just let happen. They've never stopped tattoos ever before. Yeah, but since it's never when, no like, but, but wait, hold since on. Since when? Did, since when does that get camera time though? Like, that's what I not mean. On his face, like, like how, how, who's gonna see that? Who's gonna look at his calf and be like, "Is that what I think?" Of? You know what I mean? Unless, like, who, unless he fucked up, who and unless that? unless he fucked up and said like, "Hey, is it okay if I get this brand tattooed on my leg?" And then NBA was like, "No," and he still did it anyways. Then that's when that's he's an idiot. Different. Like, well, like yeah, just get the fucking get tattoo. Yeah. Don't tell no one anything about anything. No, but and then Supreme rakes in the dough. Like, but that, but no, that's Evie just, Lenz. That's just it, though. He <laughs> he did he did it in the summer, and it's just now getting like recognized. <laughs> Evie Lenz, buy it at Evie Lenz Supreme. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. I he get did it in the summer, and it's just now getting so who attention. Who snitched? Somebody exactly. Snitched. Someone because someone, someone probably took a picture of it and sent it to the league offices, or the league offices just monitoring his. His social right. media. Who did it? No, no, no. Who did it? No, no. It's got to be a teammate. Someone. Nah. Someone blew the whistle. It's LeBron. Someone who doesn't. LeBron one thousand percent. Someone. It's definitely like LeBron. LeBron's like, bro. That game one was crucial. If you fucking knew that we could have won that game, if you knew the score at the right time when you decided to try to run the clock out, there's no reason why there's, there's no one <laughs> the else. Series could have been different. One thousand percent is LeBron. Jr. LeBron's like, I know how I'm gonna get this motherfucker back. He claims because you know, make make your money, Jr. He claimed and then I'll he take gets, it from you. You know, he gets paid from Supreme and from Nike that it was like a cross See, is promoting. This, is this Supreme muffler? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Is it no, is, is, is George Foreman on his calf? Oh, oh. it's from EB Lens. EB Lens? That's what it is. All right. <laughs> Buy your Supreme gear at EB Lens. To be more specific, it's a skateboarding clothing line. I knew it. It's right at EB Lens. Buy that shit at EB Lens. Or or uh Pac Sun. Okay, so so how do you how does he proceed? He's gotta erase it from his skin? No, he's gotta cover it. So what's he skateboard, bro? He's you know, gotta wear like a like fucking a, like a sleeve you put on your arm. Is he put a on boarder? Your leg? I don't know. Is he is he rock rock the streets of Cali with the board? I don't know. Long board, short board. I hate to say this, but like when it comes to roller skates, kid. I never thought I'd say that. One thousand percent the point because yeah. I hate to say this, but out of all the leagues, when it comes to like what people can wear and stuff like that, the NBA is one of the worst. Like, yeah. let's face it. <laughs> like, what like, if first of a... all they made him dress up? Which okay, whatever, whatever you want. This is like what almost twenty years ago. At this point, you're just used to it. But at the time, it was just like okay, you want us to put a button you, up. You, you on. wanted to take yeah, you wanted to take that image of these bunch of quote unquote thugs yeah. that are like running the league. 
and doing whatever the you hell they want. You don't want to see do-rags. You don't want to see yeah. the triple XLTs. Okay, the, that's the, fine. The Tims whatever. and the baggy pants. And then what about Kenyon Martin? But, not, then, but now everything's like in reverse. Hold on, hold on. And then they took away... Everyone has skinny The jeans. headbands. Oh, you got to wear an NBA yeah. headbands. Mm-hmm. You can't be wearing Nike and Rondo all that. Rondo got fucked for that. Yeah, Rondo got... Yeah, yeah exactly. That's why he, put it, he used to put it upside down. And then he just took it out completely because they said you couldn't wear the logo upside down. Pussy. And then now your tats NBA aren't up to par with what they want to see? Like, come on. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. That's stupid. You know what that is? Trump. That's, that's some Trump shit, bro. <laughs> Sean loves just <laughs> putting Trump's name on the on the things that he hates about life. <laughs> it's just that's some Trump shit. Fault. Go to EB Lens. Get your Supreme gear, all right? <laughs> Support JR. Support JR. I love JR. Now, I think if he had tattoo like Hennessy, it would have been an issue, right? Yeah, if he, but... if he got a Hennessy tattoo <laughs> with a rabbit on there, or like... Uh, ha, ha, wait. Or marijuana. There are mad people if, in the league with like it was a Playboy bunny. What if it was a weed tag? A weed tag. They wouldn't get mad about that. It's like, well, that's, yo, you're, you're that's when, something you should be that's not more a, mad that's, about that's than, not a brand. than a I, brand. I watched a boxing match one time where the guy had an entire back tattoo of like five-star poker on his fucking back. It's not the NBA, though. That's a billboard. That's a bill. Joe, fucking let him be. You have no rules in the in the CBA or anything about tattoos and branding. Yeah, it's stupid. If if you get a tat of anything you want, the NBA has no right to say cover it up. That's Kyrie's stupid. got a friend's tattoo. Kyrie's got a friend's tattoo. <laughs> you just hate friends. That's why you're saying I hate friends. I don't <laughs> think it's a good tattoo. It's not, it's not a you brand. Friends is not paying him. Yeah, yeah, friend, no. friends, friends is making some money off that no, shit. They're not, they're not paying they're Kyrie. They're not paying Kyrie, bro. 1,000% that there are so friends. Like, bro, I think, so the I cast think, members get money off of syndication episodes and Kyrie's tat. Kyrie, Kyrie, open up basketball fans basketball fans no. that have never watched friends and be like he's got a Normally. friends tattoo what's this show he re- I'm, I'm, a, I'm a diehard Kyrie fan he likes friends no. well I'm gonna watch friends Ross Normally, is so funny I would drop <laughs> Joey what are you doing ah! I would drop a conspiracy theory song for that but that is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard I'm say. just saying <laughs> if Friends really? is allowed. Real really? I yeah. think it's top 10. I don't no. know. He said some shit. I said a lot Sean of stupid shit. shit. This is, I said this one of not the most. Maybe I, didn't say, I didn't say the most. I said if, one of the most. If Friends, if Friends, <laughs> if, wait, if J.R. Smith <laughs> is. Joe, I'm not going to make a list one day. Seriously. <laughs> I'm going to find, I'm going to give, I'm going to find a top Listen, 10 crazy no, no, shit. No, no, that, no, no, no. I would, I would, I would bet. I would put a hundred dollars. Million. I would put a lot of money down on the fact that Friends makes more money off Kyrie's tattoo than Supreme would make off this stupid J.R. Smith tattoo. Something like that. I don't. It's unprovable. It's why I can make the claim. <laughs> All right. What else did we miss? Because Jr. just got like twenty five minutes of this podcast. NBA.com has released their yearly GM survey results, and guess who the best coach in the NBA is according to the survey? Um, Mr. Stevens. No, I'm gonna guess Quinn Snyder. Negative. Brad Stevens. Oh. Oh, oh. there we go. Nice. You That's didn't have fact. any effect to when I when I said Stevens. I know. I was surprised. I didn't expect that. Dwayne Casey. <laughs> Does he even have a job right now? No. no that's, <laughs> that's, why, what I thought. that's why I'm laughing right now. That's Dwayne Casey, funny. Coach of the Year. Coach baby. of the Year has no job right now. Wow. Great job, NBA. Great job. So, <laughs> I don't know. Take that for, that for whatever it's worth. I mean, obviously, they have the Golden State Warriors... Winning the the whole thing by second second place is the Celtics. Seven percent of GMs think the Celtics are gonna win. Yeah, I don't really like these. Yeah. That's yeah, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> ah, who's, guess who they have winning um rookie of the year? Uh Mark Fultz. Celtics, but, you know. Bagley. Mark Fultz. No. <laughs> Fultz will be a <laughs> candidate for rookie of the year. Simmons again. Didn't make the list. I'm sorry. He'll Simmons. be a candidate for rookie of the year though. Simmons. No, not no, Simmons. Bagley. 
You said Simmons? No, I said Bagley. No, oh, I'm joking. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I think he's going to get it, too. Go ahead. I got it. Now, now you make me think yeah, of my thing. Yeah, I know. But then you're on the spot. He didn't have it. He just Now he's thinking about yeah. it. He, he's uh, just saying. Think of somebody random. I don't really like this pick. I know, but I know. That's why. That's, that's why I think All you right. have it. It's not the dude that went to the Magic, is it? No. All right, good. Then. Oh, I know who it is. Who? Doncic. Yep. Yeah. Luca. People love that dude. Luca Duca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People love Luca. Yeah, I like to Luca Doncic, especially on that Mavs team, bro. It's gonna be great. I don't know. I'm going with Bagley. I think Bagley's. I think Bagley's a real deal. I also he's think he's gonna be Aiden, have a better season. Than no, Aiden. I think Aiden's gonna have a beast of a season. What? Yes. So were you just trying to bust Tim's balls that night? Because you, <laughs> you were he completely. Was, no, no, you know Aiden. why? Because he was mad because he lost money, right? Yes, I yeah, lost a lot of money on yeah, Aiden. Why'd you lose money on him? Yeah. He fucking... If you're not realized by now, a lot of his feelings towards, like, players... They're personal. It's personal. This is personal. No. <laughs> here, here, no. Okay. I, I will explain. Uh, yeah, Most, explain this to me. I will explain. Yeah. I will explain it. Because you hated that guy. No. 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 I never hated him. Never hated him. He's like, I was clear not to use that word. I said, in the big moments, he quivers. Okay? But I don't think the Suns are going to have a lot of big moments. So... I think he's going to be the best rookie on a team that wins 25 games <laughs> and he just averages maybe like 19 and 12. I think that's rookie of the year candidate. All right. 19 and 12 for Aiden rookie of the year candidate where you know what? If Bagley, it'll be if Bagley will be doing the same damn thing in in, in Sacramento though. So who the fuck knows? That's what I'm saying. But I I just think Aiden Oh, the Magic going to be great. Booker's, either, so I if, guess Luka does have a chance. Yeah, look, Mavs are going to be good. Good? That could be that good. Mavs will be way better than the Suns and the Kings. They'll, yeah, they might battle for that AFC, but I don't know if they'll get it. No, they'll battle. No, I'm saying they'll battle. Oh, they'll battle. Okay. Oh, they'll battle. They can, they'll be like the Nuggets of last year. Mm. Not even. They'll, they'll finish like 10th. Okay. You know what? This conversation will continue itself next episode. <laughs> when we do our season preview, our annual season preview. <laughs> Hell yeah. A little right. teaser for you. Uh, who do you think the league predicted is going to be the best defensive team in the NBA? The Detroit Pistons. Negative. <laughs> it's not 2004. Um... <laughs> Uh, Damn it! I've been wrong for twelve years. No, Celtics sixteen. Utah forty five percent of the league, the league GMs. Okay, go bear. Utah, right. Boston at thirty four percent. That's gonna be a fun Second. team to watch. You know, another team's gonna be a fun team to watch is the Denver. Nuggets. Yeah, I love Nuggets. Denver. I love Denver's squad. Oh man, I can't wait for it. Even though I think I can't wait for next week's episode. Even though we I think Jokic is, you know what I'm pissed about. You know what I'm a little pissed about. I've been on the Jokic's overrated bandwagon for like two years now. Yeah, you've been leading that shit. And now all of a sudden I see his building steam. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? Like, just just as I'm buying into Jokic, now everyone's saying they're overrated. The best coach to make in-game adjustments. Oh, Brad, Brad Stevens. Stevens, no question. Fifty-three percent of the league said Brad. Stevens. Are you kidding me? Yeah, obviously. Yo, just out of a timeout, Brad's that guy. All right, Pop got thirteen percent. Well, Pop. What about Quinn Snyder? Wait, he was second place. Second place. Second Pop. place was thirteen compared 13%. to fifty-three. Jesus, yeah. a lot of coaches in the league, man. Fifty-three percent of the thirty coaches—that's fucking huge. That's what I'm saying. But the yeah. fact that the second, the second place was at 13%, that's... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm so bad at math. All right, yeah. Drew. What else you got? <laughs> 13% is a lot, too. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. One, la- one last yeah. one. Best head coach with defensive schemes. Brad Stevens. <laughs> We're just I mean, like, what the best. fuck? Just fucking... Hold on, hold on. These are weird fucking things now. What the... Best best head coach with his... with When he's peeing in a urinal. Yeah. <laughs> you were going to say that. <laughs> Killing me. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Best head coach when uh, he coach when like it's Tuesday tie. in October. Uh, Popovich. Tibodeau. Nope. Quinn Schneider, 33%. Hey, Quinn! That's oh, what I'm talking about. I should have known that. because you know, Brad Stevens, 30%. Quinn. 
Popovich, I'm telling you, I like Quinn Snyder as a coach. I do like Quinn Snyder as a coach. I'm a fan. I liked him at Mizzou. I liked his weird hair at Mizzou. He never had a good player at Mizzou, but he made those teams okay. And then all of a sudden, is he a pop guy now? Did he come up through pop system, or who did he come up through? No, he came up through... Yeah, we're looking that up. Team that's most fun to watch, Golden State at 60%. Number two was oh, of course. Celtics with 17%. Then Houston at 7 Philadelphia tied with them. Oh, it came up through the Hawks. I knew it was the Hawks. I had a feeling it was the Hawks. So what, fucking, what's his name? With the dude with Buden the fucking eyebrows? Woodson? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Woodson. the Hawks, huh? Woodson, hmm. isn't he, uh, isn't he an assistant coach with Doc now? Oh, no, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah he, he is, is with Doc. Doc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of... Um, they uh Frizzell? You're thinking of you know you're thinking of oh, you're thinking of the redhead dude, right? All right, let's go. In case you missed it, what else we got? <laughs> all right, in case you missed it, Kyrie Irving has apologized for saying that the world is flat. Didn't realize all the hoopla was gonna create. He regrets saying it. It's the worst conspiracy theory to start your conspiracy theory to. Well, Why couldn't he just come out and say Stevie Wonder was blind? <laughs> Seriously. He's the only person that thinks that. Yeah, it's not much better, Sean. No, way better, because guess what? You can't you can't fall off the earth. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that, though. Oh. Because guess who says that Kyrie shouldn't have apologized for his Earth being flat theory? Jalen Brown. The truth. Stevie Wonder. Former Celtics captain and legend, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is a Paul flat Pierce. Earther? Paul Pierce. And I got a clip. All right, Paul. Well, I Tell- apologize when the Earth is flat. Everyone knows this. Everyone does not know. It takes me. We live sweat. in a time where people the Earth is flat. that the truth is if not I the truth. If I get on an airplane Can you please and show I fly across the country, if the Earth is spinning, I, it shouldn't take me that long, right? It shouldn't take me 12 hours to fly to China if the Earth is spinning. How I should go straight up in the air. Mm-hmm. And as the, if the Earth is moving on its axis, mm-hmm. I should just land. <laughs> In China. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to indulge this. How long? I mean, how how long? And a day is 24 hours, right? A day, and so we say. <laughs> how long do you think it takes to go from day to night? About 12 hours. <laughs> if I take off, I should be able to get to Russia in one hour if the Earth is moving a thousand miles per hour. All right. I need I need to talk to Paul Pierce and see if what he thinks about Stevie Wonder. He's like, oh, I was hip to that a long time ago, man. I, I met him. He told me he's not blind. <laughs> Let's get Paul Pierce on a podcast. <laughs> Dude, I've been, I've been trying. I really have been trying. How have you been trying? Trust me, I've been reaching out. Yeah. How the fuck have you? No. Let's, I want to hear this. No, I've been reaching out. What, what other avenue can you reach out? What do you, what do you think how, how he's been trying? I'm just wondering. It's 2018, man. Social media messages. I might have an avenue. Mm. We'll, see. we'll see. Stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, the truth might surprise you. Oh, okay. Here's the thing yeah, about yeah, if anybody has an avenue, it's you. Here's the thing about here's the thing about Paul. I got Antoine Walker. When you start balling up a piece of paper and you got a pen and you try to like explain it on camera, no matter what you say, it's gonna look horrible. Like you can't. And even, and even it just just him trying to explain just it. Start explaining something like that on. The jump on ESPN, like, and no. his and his mind, he thinks the Earth is like constantly like spinning. Like when you spin a ball on your finger, on like a basketball on your on your on your pointer finger, he thinks that's how the world works. Like, but it's still it it's still round. You know, it's still, it is. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's true. See, but, now, now we're going down yeah, this hole yeah, right now. Yeah, but no, but you're right. But because everything's because constantly that, that's happening. Yeah, he thinks because everything's constantly spinning, you should be able to get from one place to another, especially in an airplane, quicker. So he thinks because it takes you 12 hours to get to Russia. That the earth is flat. That's his theory. If you didn't get that from the clip. I mean, all I'm going to say is, 
I just don't think the Earth spins as fast as a basketball. Well, that's what he thinks. Like, he thinks the Earth spins at like that one thousand miles per hour. That's what he said on the, the clip. You know what? Let's do our <laughs> he research. Thinks it, should, it should take like one, like two hours to get from from New York to like Russia. <laughs> let's no, do our let's spins. do our research here, here, and then we'll, we'll here's, come back. No, no, oh, no, no. Otherwise, no. just stick the, the, the ball, right? It was it was it was Mike Brown. I was thinking of Mike Brown. That's what I was thinking of. I thought that was a coach with Doc, Go worst ahead. coach ever. <laughs> either way, either way. Kyrie, I thought he was on Doc's team. <laughs> Kyrie, even if the Earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour, it's not fucking flat. No, no, that's not. Just what, get on my, get on my shit, Kyrie. Get on my shit. Get on my shit. Stevie Wonder is not blind. That's Stevie not Wonder saying, is not though. blind. You, know, you want to say that to Paul, not to Kyrie. No, I, I don't Kyrie's, care. Kyrie's never broken it really down the way Paul tried to. No, see the well, thing no, is, his whole thing was just do your research. That he did a lot of research, just like we we all had that phase. No, am I speaking for myself here? About you thought the I've done my research on Stevie Wonder. No, no, when you start exactly, you did your research on that. Stevie Wonder was a huge loose change slash nine eleven conspiracy theory. We're yeah, down there, right? we can right. get into that a whole nother time mm-hmm. off air. Jesus. I would just edit that shit. You guys want to hit me? Yo, yo, what y'all doesn't want to talk about it? What do uh, you mean? <laughs> that means something. Yo, everyone, that's a that's a thing. It's the worst one. How is that the worst one? It's like even if it is a conspiracy, you just don't want to believe it. Like well, Stevie Wonder, Sean, a lot of question marks. Stevie Wonder, happened that day. <laughs> A lot of question marks. No, see, I, I enjoy the conspiracy theories like Stevie Wonder's not blind. Like, no, but see, that's I ridiculous. Also, like, I also, 9-11 is a little no, more I also, legit. I also, like, I also, here's another on. conspiracy theory. Celtics conspiracy theory. I actually think that Mark Keith Morris is on the Celtics right now. <laughs> I, I think that I think that when the Suns traded Marcus Morris away oh, from go. the Suns. See, this is why you're that, not supposed to do this. That Mark Keith and Marcus looked at each other and said, you know how we're going to fuck them up? You know what? Marcus. Marcus said, I'll stay here, bro. You go. You go to Detroit. And Markeith Morris, who at the time was the, the better was the way. better son, was the better Phoenix son, he was the better player in the NBA, went to Detroit, where they thought they were getting Marcus Morris, but they ended up getting Markeith Morris, who ended up being scoring twenty points a game and now all of a sudden Marke Markeith is living this life in Detroit, gets traded to the Celtics under the name Marcus Morris. While Markeith Morris, the uh, so you are wasting so time in my life right now. Markeith like, Morris, what is this? Basically, the twins switched spots after the Suns fucked them over. That's all you had they to had say. a they had a deal. They had a deal that said Jesus. we're gonna be we're gonna be twins, right? We're gonna stay on the same team. The Suns were like, yes, of course. Then when they traded Marcus, they the twins said, you know what, Marcus will stay, Markeith will go. All and, right, Chuck, can you explain one thing to me though? Yeah, real quick. How did Flight 93 just completely disappear? Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. Yo, Flight 93 did not completely disappear. What? Did you see a fucking chair from that plane? Did, did you see a wing? Did you see an engine? You saw a hole in a random field. If it did disappear, it would have been the plane that was lost. Damn in, you, Paul Pierce. In the ocean over in Japan that was lost forever. And oh, then all of a sudden, down started, that route too. See, I'm telling round you, and around yo, we go. there is a reason why round I don't like flying. Or, I am or, just going to or, say that. Or, or at one point, we're going to fall off. That's right. Paul Pierce. That's right. All I know is, is all I know is, is this. I'm sorry if you're still listening. Go ahead. No, this dude's glued to the speaker right now. Today, we experienced the biggest, or the day we recorded this episode. But yeah, October 3rd, we experienced the biggest sham. In fucking the entire world's history, where all of a sudden 
fucking President Fuckface Trump oh, decided to just text everybody. All right, well. Texted everybody at the same fucking time, which basically, you don't think, you don't that think. That wasn't him. Number one, that wasn't him. That was the Russians. It was the Russians. The Russians right, able to text I, I wasn't, everybody wasn't on the goddamn phone. No, this is, this is. Where can people find this? Is, this is why, you know what? You, you brought me, you brought this in. You brought this in. You want he me to, want to go on this? Today, if you didn't have your phone off at 218, you are now a Russian. You are a Russian citizen. You got anything else? Thank you, Paul Pierce, once again. And that is it for this conspiracy theory edition of <laughs> In Case You Missed It. 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 You can find us. I also think there was a conspiracy theory oh, of why sure. fucking. Oh, sure, why not? Why don't we look ahead today, bro? Uh, here, you, know, you know what? Don't you, um, I, I got this. I got it from here. All right. You know cool. where you can find us? You can find us at the Harp. The uh, hours hey, before hey, tip off. Not a conspiracy theory. October 16th. That's, that's facts. That's facts. 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 That's right. cold, hard facts. Facts. Hashtag it's cold facts. as the mountains they brew Coors Light on. The We're way, at the Harp. Six the way, o'clock. The way Marcus things. Morris told Trishan Thompson that the Cleveland Cavaliers suck. Markeith, you mean. <laughs> we're at Facts. the we're at the heart October 16th all right right across the street from TD Garden getting you psyched up for this home opener between the Celtics and the 76ers come through kick it with us we have also a bunch of other free prizes but our grand prize of course is two tickets to the home opener how do you win the 76ers. them how do you win this them? is exactly how you win them Sean you subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to the Cosby Street podcast this excludes YouTube you take a screenshot of that subscription Send us the image on Twitter, and you are automatically entered to win a free pair of tickets. It's basically, bada like bing, bada boom. Bada exactly. bing, bada boom. Causeway Street. Subscribe, screenshot, tweet. That's it. Then you come down to the harp. You chill with us for a few minutes. You might have a beer or two with us. On us, of course. And you get a free pair of tickets. On Head across sorry. the street. Oh, on Nick. <laughs> Who's buying those beers, bro? Head across the street. <laughs> TD Garden. And you'll take in the home opener between the Celtics and the 76ers. There you go. Bada there bing, go. bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. I'm one of those guys where if you buy me my first beer, I'll buy your next seven. You know what I mean? Mm. No, Sean hey, definitely can, is one of those also, guys. You're right. You can also head to causewaystreet.com to listen to every episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. <laughs> yeah, listen to all of them. All I know, we got into it, but 10 years from now, oh, God. Mark and Marcus are going to unshield your eyes. It's going to happen. We up out of here. Later, guys. Until next week. Peace. Southeast win the championship? Yeah, yeah, in five. <laughs> Southeast five.